everybody. This is Joshua Ludwig, and this is my first episode of my podcast. I'll be calling it Tales from the College Crypt. We're going to be discussing all kinds of really awesome things from all over UT, but also college life in general. I'm doing this for my big leadership project from my communications and leadership class, which I'm really excited about. And uh, today, I would just like to start with kind of a general topic about college. Definitely a intro to college 101. So I've brought a really experienced friend of mine in college. He is a junior. He is a uh, computer science major. And I'm really excited for you guys to meet him today. But before we meet him, um, I would like to give an introduction. I'm a freshman here at UT Austin and I am a communications major. I specifically major within political communications, but I'm not exactly sure about my major yet. So might be changing that here and there, but that's also a topic for another time. Basically, I wanted to start this podcast because I really enjoyed theater in high school and I really enjoyed talking to people and have really interesting conversations. But I think also for this leadership project, it would be a really fun thing to kind of interview people that I've met so far in college and get some advice for college for future freshmen that I think would be really useful. So now I'll go ahead and introduce my first guest. So, um, my name is Aditya. Um, as Josh said, I'm a computer science major. I'm also computational physics. Don't ask me why I did that. (laughs) Probably one of the worst decisions of my life, but it's okay. I I think I'll get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, what else did you want to know? So why did you choose your major specifically here at UT? Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to do, even before, um, physics, I chose physics afterwards, but, um, I applied for computer science. Um, when I applied to UT and all the other colleges I applied to, I applied for CS because that's what I wanted to do. Um, I don't know. I really liked um, CS because it's like in, in most of the other fields, if you really wanted to do something important or impactful, you kind of needed to like spend a lot of time training and, you know, probably spend a lot of money doing this type of stuff. And like that just wasn't really appealing to me because as a kid, you know, like the PhD professors that, that like, you know, change the world in computer science, they literally just do it on a laptop. And, you know, like as a kid, you play Minecraft on the exact same laptop. And so really, I feel like the, the avenues of what you can do are, are a lot greater um, in CS. And I really liked that aspect of it. And that's kind of why I was drawn to it. Yeah. So you kind of got into computer science, like at a younger age too, right? Yeah. You were really interested in that. A lot of people do get into CS at a younger age. um, And part of that is because it's so accessible. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need a top state of the art lab or you don't need Mm -hmm. like a medical degree, right? You can just like, you know. So you were pretty sure when you came to college that like, that's what you wanted to do for your major. Yeah. Would you say that that's like a common thing on campus like with people being sure about their major do you think i wouldn't say it's a common thing i would say with cs it's definitely more common Mm. um just because again people have um been able to do stuff they would they would they would actually do Mm -hmm. um as part of their day-to-day life Mm -hmm. um before they even come into college so a lot of people that do come into college it's it's um that choose computer science it's like they've dabbled with computers before and they know at least to some extent that they like it um, yeah unless you're just doing it because someone told you that you make a lot of money <laughs> doing it. Um, well i mean yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of majors here sometimes but how did you feel so you were really confident about your major besides that how did you feel coming to ut from high school yeah, um, I actually like didn't want to go to UT because I didn't oh. like. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I didn't know UT was a very like good school to be honest because mm -hmm. um, I mean UT had always been like a local school right and yeah. I really wanted to go out of state for, for a variety of reasons and also I like to explore and travel so I wanted that experience too right um, in terms of culture like I think um, my the school that I really wanted to go to was MIT and that's not just because mm -hmm. it was like it's not just because MIT is like a uh, like like a world-renowned school, right? That's that's yeah. part of it. But like beyond that, the bigger reason is like their their culture is is very like good, right? Like yeah. what they they like they actually do support you like thinking out of the box. And even if you do something that may or may not make the school look bad, like they'll they'll like support you doing that because they want their students to be creative and they want their students to like do things. Mm -hmm. So if you like just look up like MIT hacks, right? Like there are like MIT students <laughs> that have done ridiculous things like play like Tetris on a skyscraper's like windows or like lift yeah. like a like a police car up on top of the dome and UT has never gotten mad at any of its students for doing that. In fact, mm -hmm. it encourages its students to do that. And so I thought that culture was really appealing. Um, I didn't get into MIT. Uh, mm -hmm. I got into UT because of mainly, I think, because of like the top six percent rule that they had when I mm -hmm. was applying. Yeah. They were basically forced to admit me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I had that as well. I had yeah. That as well. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I got in, and you know, I really wasn't expecting much from UT. But mm -hmm. after I came here, I mean, like. Like both the community and mm -hmm. also like the stuff that happens here yes. um, has has really like what was like very impressive to me. And mm -hmm. I think I have a much like better opinion of UT now um, yes. because I've met like the faculty that do the amazing things mm -hmm. at UT. I've seen, I mean, 3D printers were invented here. Like, of course. I mean, we have yeah. the GDC and everything. And yeah. A beautiful campus, of course. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that I really like about UT and, and I wasn't expecting to to, to like, I was, and I think it was just even better because I was expecting a bad campus and then I got a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, and now they're like, they're like, <laughs> I think like 10 ranked like two, like academically. Constantly two, right? moving so, up, constantly moving yeah. up. Yeah, and so I don't think I was really expecting UT to be very good, but I was pleasantly surprised when I got here, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I think for me, I was kind of uh, applying to a lot of East Coast schools. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think the, the best one I got into was Villanova, which I was surprised at. <laughs> I was, you know, I knew that I wasn't, well, I didn't know that I was not gonna get into Georgetown, but I had a pretty good feeling I wasn't gonna get into Georgetown. And I was not surprised when the rejection letter came, <laughs> but Villanova, I was excited about Fordham, George Washington, but UT was kind of my baseline because of mm -hmm. the 6% rule and everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, the positives of it are, of course, that you can just, you know, UT is your base baseline school. So mm -hmm. UT is a great school yeah. to have that as your cushion. But uh, at the same time, I personally was like, wow. So I went with my first option. You know what yeah. I mean? When it's like, it's really not just that. It is more of, it's a yeah. better school than just your first option. Right. Even if it's just the one you're automatically admitted into. Mm -hmm. So I know that that's caused like complications and things with people before is like, they either get underwhelmed by it or like it makes it yeah. harder sometimes, you know, for people that don't have that mm -hmm. when, you know, people rely on so many people rely on the rank. But transitioning from high school to college, did, were there any complications with that? Like, how did you feel when you were a freshman? Yeah. So I actually have this interesting story when I mm -hmm. um, when I was a freshman, I think college was was very different because in school I had always and also like a lot of people UT is like their dream school, right? Like mm -hmm. and and um, I've seen that and also like my first semester of college, right? I came in 
and all the CS majors, they kind of scare them into taking like very minimal like credit hours. Like you're basically on the edge of being a part-time student your first semester. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because um, they're like, you will die <laughs> if you take more than 12 credit hours, right? That's not true. But, um, but you know, like everyone does because you're just so scared of like what the counselors are telling them. And so me and, and my friend, um, you'll, you'll notice this is a reoccurring thing. My friends at UT like convinced me to do like things that turn out to be great <laughs> stories afterwards, but, but not really the best decision at the time. Mm. But my friend didn't want to do the um, regular 408D like math that, that everyone takes that that's like a STEM major, right? Um, I think it's calculus, something like that my my friend was like come on dude we took calculus right <laughs> like let's take let's take this this other class that looks a lot cooler and it's like 427l vector mm. cal um yikes and and, and i was like this doesn't seem like a really good idea but like sure why not right like mm. why not be unique right and, <laughs> and our counselor or our academic advisor was like yeah if you think you, you got the math background do it you definitely can and i'm like well i'm a computer science major so probably have the math background right like okay so we took this class we went into class the very first day turns out it was i have no idea how they let us take this class but it, it's a math honors math class that was about like four or five levels above like where where me and my friend oh, are wow. at so we walked in the first day this guy goes up to the board professor and he's like starts talking about green's theorem which i had never heard about i did not know what green's theorem was i did not know the color green related to to math at all to begin with yeah i don't know that and right now <laughs> so i mean yeah. i was just so confused and like it's not just me but everyone in the class was confused but like this is an honors math class so like a lot of these students have the the like mathematical like background like they were like they they do math on their free time for fun so they were like kind of following it but me and my friend were just like we don't know what's going on right mm -hmm. But eventually it turned out pretty well. Um, I knew nothing about what was going on in the class, but the TA really saved the day and nice. and she was very helpful. Um, but yeah, so like things like that, that, that when I say the transition to college, like things will just happen, right? Where mm -hmm. um, you'll get put into a class or you'll have a professor. And the thing is like college math is a lot more abstract than high school math. But even beyond that, like a lot of college classes are different from what you would expect in high school. Like college English is very different from what you would expect in high school. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and it really also depends a lot on the professor. That's what I didn't realize because the same class can be taught by two different professors and the class will be completely different, right? Mm -hmm. um, the professor really has a lot of push and pull as to whether a class is successful or not, right? And mm -hmm. a good professor can take a really hard class and make it really good and you learn a lot and it's enjoyable. And a bad professor can make a really easy class super hard, right? Yes, and yeah. so, all of that was like really new to me, but um, but and, and even in the bad classes, a lot of my closest friends are, are come from that time of just struggling, mm -hmm. not knowing what's going on together, mm -hmm. right? Because I guess that's like that's a good way to bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we all suffer together in yeah. the struggle of college, so yeah, that is a really good way to bond. So speaking of bonding, that's a perfect transition to the next thing. How did you make friends in college? I think it was it was. Um, I feel like it was a lot easier than what I see today. Mm. Um, when I was a freshman, well, first of all, orientation was in person, right? True. And orientation was like three days of just, it was just like the culture of orientation where everyone would ask each other what their names are. Like, mm -hmm. like it wasn't like weird during orientation to be like, 
hey, like, who are you? Like, what? Because that's basically what everyone is here for, right? Like, that's the yeah. entire point of orientation, right? So you just meet tons of people during orientation, right? And some of my closest friends are people that I met during orientation, like roommates during orientation, things like that. Um, when school finally did start, also. Um, it, classes were in person so you're like sitting next to people you're like you know interacting mm -hmm. with people and you're like struggling together with people <laughs> right in person yes, yeah um you would you would do things in person that like that kind of like was a leeway to to make friends like if you had homework assignments due you'd do them together usually because like struggling on a homework assignment for eight hours alone is pretty miserable right yeah so definitely. You'd, you'd be doing like you'd be at the pcl with your like group of people from your class and you'd be doing a homework assignment to like 12 or one or whatever right and then afterwards you know you're like done and like you've like basically been together for like the past three four hours right you might go out and get something to eat and or things like that and like that kind of like lends its way to like becoming friends because you're doing this like every week because like there's mm -hmm. like homework due like every week right so it like it just kind of like naturally happens mm -hmm. um but since covid yeah i feel like mm -hmm. that is is very um different right and, I, and I feel bad for for the the incoming freshmen and sophomores right here yeah i feel yeah. bad for me i mean if you live <laughs> if you live in a, in a smaller dorm i guess it's a little better because the dorm community is at least there mm -hmm. but um for most most people right like over Zoom, you don't really talk to your classmates on yeah. Zoom, right? Even if there's a breakout room, like that's like what five minutes. It's not the same. Not the same. Um, you're not you're not doing homework or you're not doing academic assignments or anything. You're not struggling together with people, right? Like mm -hmm. um, that's not happening. Um, you're not seeing these people every day or every other day or whatever, right? Um, you're also not like the the opportunity to join clubs or meet people that have similar interests to you is is limited right mm -hmm. and just overall in general people just are like since they've been alone for so long you just like don't like initiate conversations don't want to talk to people like it used to be if you you'd walk into gesture right or even to a certain extent kins and like people would just like like sit with people that they didn't know right and they would eat together and like that you you met people that way right that doesn't happen mm -hmm. you have like if you walk into kins like mm -hmm. There's like one person per booth and it's like <laughs> cool yeah um or most people just do take out and just take mm -hmm. food out right yeah. um even for our year so i'm a junior right even for our year we had the freshman experience where we got to meet all these people and stuff like that right a lot of the juniors themselves now feel like it's difficult to like really interact with people a lot of them stay in their like cliques that they formed yeah. freshman year right and they yes. haven't met anyone outside of that and um, they live in West Campus, so it's a little harder for them, even even so. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's like, I would say it's pretty difficult now, but I think that's a side effect of COVID. Yes, it yeah. usually is not this hard to, mm -hmm. to, like, interact with new people or make new friends. Yeah, I definitely think things have changed since COVID so hard because, you know, coming from my senior year of high school, so basically it started my junior year and then all my hard junior year AP tests in high school were really easy, which <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was a benefit of COVID. But of course the entire situation with COVID is, it's so unfortunate. It's so terrible. It has really affected everyone. It's really been one of those things, I think since like 9-11, it's affected everyone. That yeah. everyone's taken it. You know what I mean? Everyone's really taken an effect by it. But with college, like my, my senior year of high school was semi in person, semi online. And then college has kind of been a similar experience to that, except 
it's just with the added bonus of being on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not being with my parents or anything. So I think that everyone's become honestly more isolated. And that's kind of a, it's kind of an obvious thing, but I am worried for how long that effect yeah. is gonna like impact the culture at college campuses and at UT, like how long that's going to impact freshmen coming to UT. So I guess, you know, that is really how, that's how life has changed since COVID. But I mean, I've made most of my friends through our dorm here mm -hmm. at Wittis or Whitus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, um, but I, I thought I would make most of my friends from my classes, but honestly, like, you know, the classes are great and everything, but even the ones that are in person, everyone is just, you know, everyone's doing their own thing and has their own friends from high school still. So I think um, on a transition to college life, you know, intro to college and everything like that. When you come in freshman year and you've got all these expectations about classes and everything, you also hear about internships. So I know that you have done um, quite a few, you know what I mean? So like, tell me about your first internship and how that went. My first internship was actually high school. Okay, so, okay. Um, and usually it is very difficult to get your first internship. And that, that's because people usually look for work experience mm -hmm. when, when they're, you know, like when they're giving you a job, but yeah. like the internship point of it is to get work experience, right? So it kind <laughs> exactly. of, <laughs> so most first internships actually happen just due to networking. Um, mm -hmm. You either know someone or someone that you know, knows someone and they're willing to give you a chance or whatever, right? Like the very first internship is very difficult to get, but once you get that first one, like mm -hmm. the rest are significantly easier to get. Mm -hmm. um, in, in my case, like my dad's um, old college friend had a, a cybersecurity company and I was interested in cybersecurity. So just naturally mm -hmm. went that I could intern there. Um, during my interview, I like basically bombed all the questions, <laughs> right? Um, because for me, it was like, I never like learned cybersecurity professionally. I mm -hmm. just like dabbled on it from the internet, right? So I knew a lot of things. I just didn't know what they were called or specifically what industry like called them, right? So. I wasn't sure at all when 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 I was getting asked these like professional questions, right? Um, so I, I worked for free on that internship, right? Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't getting paid, um, but the the thing was that they had to train me and teach me for, mm -hmm. for my first internship, and so that one was really helpful because it was a startup, um, it was a stealth startup. Mm. So in startups, the good thing about startups is they have no money, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> well, they have a lot of work to get done, and significantly. Um, fewer resources to get that work done with. Hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're a company like Apple, right, you have billions of dollars, right? You have people for every little thing and each person has a designated job to reach the end goal, right? If you're a startup, you have to literally build your entire enterprise from the ground up hmm. and you have like 10 people doing it or five people doing it, right? Yes. So as an intern, what you can work on is, is like, it, you get to work on a lot more and your impact is a lot greater hmm. and also, you get to like have control over a lot more things because if something goes wrong for a startup, it's relatively okay. Fewer mm. rules are followed in the beginning. If something goes wrong for like Apple's 1 million users, yeah. um, that's a problem, a that's, big one. That's not good. <laughs> so I could break the product, right? Like I could do things that, that like caused problems and learn from them. There was no like real expectation of, um, you know, everything had to be perfect and tested 10,000 times. And I learned a ton from my first internship that I then used to, to get my latter internships. So 
I think your first internship is definitely easier to get at a startup, but also you learn a lot more working at a startup.、Mm, interesting. That is really interesting. I know that. I mean, because、uh, there is like pressure to kind of get ahead as fast as you can. You know, with、uh, I don't know if that's been impacted by COVID as much, but basically, like as a freshman, you think like you want to get as much as you can, and you want to、mm-hmm. like you know try and get grounded as much. You want to join as many organizations as you can. Like do internships or stuff like that, but I know a lot of people usually do them like sophomore year, right? Like that's a very popular route. Yeah, so freshman summer,、um, sophomore summer, usually、mm-hmm. a lot of people、um, get internships.、Mm-hmm. It, it really doesn't matter because there's there's kind of three avenues you could go at a campus like UT.、Mm-hmm. You could、um, you could go the the、um, internship route, right? And、mm-hmm. like you know, like you your ultimate goal is to end up in in private business. Okay.、Right? You could go the the academic route, and you could do do research, okay. right?、Um, and that's like doing research internships with grad professors or or like grad students or professors. Or you could do a mix of both and do research for private companies.、Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you could even work at like federally funded organizations where、mm-hmm. um, like national labs or things like that. So there's there's a lot of things that you could do, and you don't really have to know what you want to do、mm-hmm. as a sophomore. It's just The more exposure you can get, the better off you'll be to make those decisions on like I want to go down this road or I want to do this certain type of thing.、And、yeah, I think that's helpful. It's definitely important to get like exposure to a lot of different avenues that you can go down with your major, especially like in your first year. So I think at your first year of college here at UT, so whenever you were getting adjusted to everything, like how safe did you feel at UT necessarily? Yeah, so I mean,、um, I think I felt pretty safe、mm-hmm. in the sense that, well, I mean, safe—the word in in two senses—like physically safe. I think、mm-hmm. um, I felt pretty safe.、Um, I, I would like—I I know we have all of these like campus resources, like Sherwalk and、mm-hmm. like lift rides at night,、yeah. and and UTPD patrolling and things like that.、Um, I didn't use any of them because <laughs> <laughs> because I.、Um, I have this thing where I like I like to like explore the campus at night, right? That's like、mm-hmm. a thing that I like to do, and I've been around a large part of campus at night, and I have like、mm-hmm. re- I'm not saying bad things don't happen, but I have never seen it happen in the in the times that、mm-hmm. that I've like I mean I'm usually like out every night at like and also being a CS major, you're at the GDC most of the time,、mm-hmm. like. Most people there work pretty late at night. Most CS majors are not nocturnal, basically. Right, <laughs> so I'm like walking back to my dorm in like the middle of the night. I'm like,、um, I could have taken a short walk, but you know, where's the fun? Yeah,、right? exactly.、Um, so, <laughs> but I mean, it's nice to know all the resources too. Yeah, that are on the, they're there if if you want them. But I prefer you know like walking at night because I think it's cool. Yeah.、Um, Yeah, I mean, like I've never seen anything happen that,、mm-hmm. uh, and you know, in a way, it could be like privilege or something like that.、Mm-hmm. But, but I personally have never seen anything bad happen on campus, right?、Mm-hmm. Like off campus is a totally different story,、mm-hmm. because off campus, like I mean, there was like there used to be a bank that got robbed so many times that it like shut down. Oh, really? Yeah.、Um, I, I mean, thought you were you, talking about Chase Bank on Guadalupe Street. If you, if they if just you got sub- robbed. <laughs> yeah, they just got robbed. <laughs> if you subscribe to like UT Safety Alerts, there's like、mm-hmm. an incident like. Every week that happens, like, but most of them happen off campus.、Mm-hmm. On campus, I think UTPD does a really good job、yeah. of of、um, keeping campus safe.、Mm-hmm. I don't.、Uh, it probably gets more suspicious because I've had friends that live off campus and they've had to walk back、mm-hmm. through Guad and things like that. Yeah.、Um, 
I know that can get a little unsafe. They've like um, a lot of them have said, you know, they don't feel real safe walking down that that part. Mm -hmm. um, but most people who live off campus have cars anyways. Yeah. Um, if you ever like go to like a street like sixth or something like that oh, in the middle yeah. of the night, <laughs> well. I mean, you're definitely not going to feel safe there. <laughs> exactly. <right>? Um, <laughs> But on campus, I feel like um, mm -hmm. UTPD does a pretty good job of yeah. keeping everyone safe. Yeah, um, as a college campus, I think this is an important thing for students across the country. It's like the college that they want to go to, often it's situated in a city, right? They mm -hmm. want to know, like, is it reflective of that city's culture mm -hmm. and values or is it kind of separated either for better or for worse? Like, what would you say about UT? Do you think it's reflective of Austin or is it like a kind of... a a haven for something else in Austin. I think UT is reflective of Austin's culture because mm -hmm. Austin is very proud of its culture. Um, but it is not reflective of Austin's like the bad parts of the, of the city, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Austin as a whole, like has like, you know, like all sorts of like crises going on right now. There's a, there's a homeless mm -hmm. crisis, right? Um, there's a homelessness crisis. There's an entire um, um, like, there's all sorts of like, like, I mean, like gentrification, there's mm -hmm. like um, public schools are shutting down. There's all sorts of housing. things going on and uh, yeah, the housing market, there's all mm -hmm. sorts of things going on. I don't really see a lot of that like at UT. I think they do a pretty good job of trying to keep the bad parts of Austin out mm -hmm. in the sense that like, I don't really see too much gentrification or I don't see like stuff like being too expensive mm -hmm. at, at UT. Um, I do see that outside in the broader Austin area, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I mean, but I mean, UT is, it's culturally like very, um, very Austin, right? Very like, Austin. It's yes. like, I mean, Austin is super into music. UT mm -hmm. is like super into music. Um, you have a lot of other similarities. UT is very, um, embraces Austin culture, but I don't think it's completely reflective of Austin, like of Austin as a whole, yeah. right? Yeah, that's definitely, did you have, that's definitely something I was considering. And also I was going to ask you, did you have a car whenever you uh, were freshman? I did not. I still don't. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Parking is way too expensive in my opinion. Yes, it is. So. <laughs> it is way too expensive. <laughs> and I mean, like, also on that note, like, feeling safe, right? Mm -hmm. um, the other part of that, outside of physical, is also feeling, like, academically or mentally safe, right? Of course. Um, freshman year, I was pretty, like, panicked because, um, like, I, I once, I, like, I, like, got, I failed, like, a midterm, like, badly, right? Mm -hmm. um, and... And I like went in, saw my peer mentor, and I was like, I just failed the midterm. What happens? And he was like, Absolutely nothing happens, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just failed the midterm, you know, like I'm probably gonna fail this class and it's gonna like cascade into like ruining my GPA and I'm like, you know, yeah. it's gonna be bad. But but like three years later as a junior, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. Um and UT also, if something were to happen, has a lot of policies like the Q drop, the pass fail, mm -hmm. the like so many things where they can literally just like wipe stuff off your record. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like academically too, y you don't feel like there's there's too much pressure on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might put pressure on yourself to do good at, at a certain like thing, but like there's not too much like external pressure on mm -hmm. you to, to um, and I think that's a good thing too. That is so. a good thing for sure. Yeah, I feel like the kind of the rigor and the the motivation that a lot of students have here at ut it, it is that's another thing that's reflective of austin you know you have like the financial district and everything and things are very you know hustle bustle kind of thing yeah but um we've also got the creativity and everything so that's what i kind of like i i noticed with the nature aspect that ut is a very it's it's almost like 
kind of a weird place within Austin where it's it's like secluded from the rest of the city where it, mm -hmm. it can be calm and peaceful, you know? But then a lot of the values are the same. But overall with your whole experience in, in all its aspects, what would you say is some advice that you would give your freshman self now that you're a junior? Yes, I would just say like college itself is, is I mean like you're paying or if you're on a scholarship or something mm -hmm. someone is paying <laughs> ridiculous sums of money for you to go here right um and, and when you think about like why that is like why why is my why is your education worth the amount that you're paying for it even for a degree that some might say will, will make you a lot of money like say pre-med mm -hmm. um cs in some cases your your education itself is not worth the money you're paying to to come mm. to ut right um if you really wanted a good education, you could you could get a good one much cheaper. A lot of the UT professors did not go to UT, and mm. you know they ended up fine. True. Um, what you're paying for, I think, in my opinion, is beyond the education. It is the the experience of um, all the people you'll meet, all mm -hmm. the things you'll see, all the resources you'll have access to, mm -hmm. right? And so college is much more than just turning your homework assignments in on time and like you know mm -hmm. doing those things, right? Like talk to your professors. Um, yeah, they will open doors that you didn't know were, were there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the thing about UT is there's a lot of bureaucracy and rules and things like that as to like who can do what and who can't do what. Um, a very good example is like honors, non-honors. Honor students get certain privileges that, mm -hmm. they, that they can do. Non-honor students get um, are not even told about certain opportunities Literally. that exist. Um, and I disagree with that because I think non-honor students are just as capable. But, but beyond that, I think no, that's, that's like a very like admin slash bureaucracy thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think any professor really cares whether you're honors or not. Right? Yeah. Um, the, if you go talk to a professor and tell them you're passionate about something, like you could literally be like, like you, you could have no fancy, like, like title behind your name or mm -hmm. anything like that. And they, they, they will like usually be able to point you in the direction of something really cool. Mm -hmm. If you join an organization, like I'm in Trell, um, Trell launches rockets. They're really cool. Um, they're trying to get a rocket wow. into space. Wow. So this is something that you cannot do yeah. normally, right? Like mm -hmm. no, like 20 year old is going to be launching a rocket into space. Like, You're not going to just happening. have the rocket launching club. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at the FAC, FCC, like, or at the FAA regulations, <laughs> not the FCC, they, they, meant, they handle communications. But FAA regulations, just government regulations, um, the amount of money it costs to actually build something like this, the, the guidance you need from really smart professors, this is not happening for, for like, a normal kid. But at UT, it is, like, one application away, right? Mm -hmm. Similarly, if you want to, I don't know, trade stocks. Similarly, if you want to... Um, you know, like if you want to use a quantum computer, there are people that can show you how to peer, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you want to, and I'm saying like STEM things because I'm STEM, of course, but, but yeah. beyond that, like if you want to do research on like literature, mm -hmm. if you want to have, if you want to get access to um, articles or, or like cutting edge, like information that isn't out anywhere else, you can do that at UT. A significant portion of freshman undergraduate tuition goes to the PCL $16 million subscription of just journals and articles. Wow. Right. So I you're, you're paying for this, right? Like you're paying for all this information and all this, like all these opportunities. So 
if you just go turn in your assignments do the bare minimum i mean like not i mean you do well in your classes right like mm -hmm. but just do that academically and don't really get to explore any of the other parts of it mm -hmm. um i think you'll be missing out a lot and you're not going to be getting your money's worth like just last semester um there was a professor that was asking for people to help with um there, UT owns a, owns an observatory in in like it's called the McDonald's Observatory, mm -hmm. and it's been used in lots of advanced research and things like that. And they serve like McDonald's distant. There. No, Actually, I'm I just kidding. They do. wait. Really? The the thing is, that it's it's a it's in the middle of nowhere because yeah. there can't there can't be any light pollution. So when it gets dark, you actually can't see your hands as it gets wow. that dark, and so they can't really have anything around it. I was just joking light. about the McDonald's thing, but, but um, I don't know if they actually do that there. But that's really but interesting. But there was there was opportunities where you could actually help work on that and make that telescope that they have there. Yes. And as an undergrad, like you could you could be like, mm -hmm. I helped build this telescope that is now mm -hmm. like you know looking at Mars or looking at Saturn yeah. or something like that, and. Because you're a UT student, that opportunity is now there. Whereas if you weren't, there's no way you're going to be able to build a telescope that that is like used exactly. in cutting edge like mm -hmm. research, so, right? Do your homework, go to class, but make sure above all that you're networking. You yeah, know? treat yourself like a Macomb student for <laughs> once. You know what I mean? And uh, go ahead and like connect with people and yeah. everything. I definitely feel that. I feel. It's, you know, it's it's good and bad too, because you get a lot of, I personally, I've like pushed myself to join clubs and everything, join organizations. And I think it's a great thing as a freshman. Uh, I think it can add stress to like, make sure that your mm -hmm. voice is loud enough or you're getting out there, you know, but anything is kind of valuable here. I mean, all the resources that we have, that's one thing that I've kind of learned. And I kind of see in the mm -hmm. things that you're talking about is that like any step that you take forward is gonna be you using your resources better and you getting more of your money's worth because it really is that whole community that you can like yeah. use for your own personal growth that is so valuable, right? And I mean, your peers, just like random people mm -hmm. you meet will, will yeah. be able to help in some way. Exactly. Like, like, you know, like I've met people at like J2 that, that have later gone on to like help me with things that I wouldn't even imagine, you know, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, just like everyone at UT is doing something, doing right? Something. And so, the more stories you hear from from the people that you interact with, I mean, like I think, the more broader your view is of what you can do at UT, mm -hmm. um, and and you can do just about anything at UT, right? Yeah. Um, and but the, but also like the big thing is like even if like doors seem closed, right? Like uh, like a story I'll give is freshman year I wanted to join um, the the quantum computing FRI program because I was inter interested in that. I was rejected from FRI, mm. um, so I couldn't take this class. And, but I really wanted to, right? Uh, so I talked to a professor and I was like, hey, look, you're teaching this class and I want to take it, but I can't because I'm not an FRI student, mm -hmm. right? And he was like one of the nicest people I've ever like met, right? And he was like, I'll see what I can do. My seats are limited, but I'll see what, what I can do to see if you can get into this class because you seem really passionate about yeah. it. And two months later, they actually were able to get me into the class. Wow, and then yeah. Two semesters later, I was actually a TA for the class that I wasn't supposed to get into. Dang! And so, wow, look at you! <laughs> and so, like, yeah. things that, doors that seem closed mm -hmm. and are closed by certain administrative or bureaucratic policies mm -hmm. can easily be opened by you just talking to the, to the right person. You just person have to make the effort. You have yeah. to make the effort. Well, I really enjoyed all of your stories today, and I think that was a really good intro to college, kind of covered a large amount of, like, current and kind of institutional aspects of the whole thing but 
yeah, I was really, I'm really excited that we got to make this podcast today and get the first episode yeah. going. So thank you for coming, Aditya. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, well, that's it, everybody. I'm thank you for listening. And that was the first episode of Josh Ludwig's Tales from the College Crypt. Have a wonderful day.